Tabula Rasa, bitches! Hello, hello! Well, hello! My name is Allie, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 zero of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you're here. And we're hopeful that uh, we are catching you on episode 32 of Tabula Rasa, bitches. If you've been here this whole time, yikes, Allie, that is a lot of recording we've done together. Yes, that is. I've deviated oh, from our script a lot. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we will be discussing season two, episode 20, Go Fish, which has and aged perfectly and is not Yep, it at really all. is an evergreen episode. Uh, I have almost no notes because it is perfection. Sarcasm. (laughs) Sarcasm. Uh, As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this point, but today we'll discuss this episode, spoilers and all. Willow continues to fill in as a substitute computer teacher following Miss Calendar's death, but she's having a hard time keeping one student, Gage Petronzi, engaged in class. Principal Snyder pressures Willow to give Gage a better grade. Sunnydale High's swim team, following a sudden increase in their performance, are soon to be champions, and Principal Snyder wants Gage able to compete. Meanwhile, a mysterious demon keeps eating the strongest swimmers one by one, leaving behind only their skins. The gang realizes Gage is likely to be next, so Buffy trails him. Xander decides to go under not a lot of cover on the swim team. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, where he finds out they are being pumped full of steroids via the steam room by the coach. Buffy learns firsthand the demons aren't eating the swimmers, they hatch hatch out of them. The school nurse confronts the coach and demands he stops this, but the coach pushes the nurse into the sewer and the fish monsters eat her. The coach tries to do the same for Buffy, but Xander comes in with a clutch save and the coach ends up in the sewer instead. The fish monsters feast and then escape into the ocean. I am not allowed to give credit to anyone for this summary because someone's not very proud of their work, even though I think they did a wonderful job. Oh, well, I'm sure that that mysterious unnamed person is grateful for your kind feedback. I, As you were reading this, I had I, I think that there are two. Well, there are two main reasons I hate this episode, and one of them was already clear to me, just the rampant, gross coach and demasculinity and rape culture and, like, all the nastiness. Toxic think, doesn't begin to cover this masculinity. A thousand percent. I think I also, I don't like creature feature, like, creature stuff. Don't oh, like it as much. Yeah. You know that, like, by definition, vampires are creatures. But <laughs> mm, they're more they're more humanoid. I, I, I think get it. that I get you it. have just deal dealt such a, a savage insult to David Boreanaz <laughs> by somehow comparing him to this sea demon, and I'm gonna tell him that you did that. No, never, David. I didn't mean it. No, I'm just trying to gaslight you. And speaking of <laughs> gaslight, there's a lot of gaslighting that happens in this episode. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know if it even counts as gaslight because it's it's pretty 
It's pretty overt. My first note here is ready for some underage hot bods with a little winky face. True. There are some. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, there's some. They were not underage when we were initially watching this. They were older than us. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, somehow that makes it okay to ogle. Yeah, I'm not no. going to think about it too much. I'm just going to appreciate the sexy men. Yeah, because what when I'm looking at them, I'm sort of placing myself as a fellow high schooler. I'm glad that you had this similar. I I stopped myself from going down this rabbit hole, but I started to go down this rabbit hole in oh, the speedo scene that comes up later. I was I like, can justify like a mofo. So I yeah. uh, the actors are all adults. I'm just saying. Also, we true. might have to also do some true. All the here. actors this are almost definitely all over eighteen. Yeah. So, um, my first quote of the episode. So they start off there at your classic to early aughts beach bonfire, uh, something that our high school experience did not involve. But I I can see where if you grew up in California, this could be an actual thing. Uh, we did not have beach bonfires, but Xander says it's officially nippy. So say my nips. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that, Xander. Do. Um, even before this, I have the first trivia of the episode. Ooh. So um, it, it, before each episode really starts, there's that into each generation, the Slayer uh-huh. is born, she alone. This is the last time, this episode is the last time that prologue is used. Ah, I knew it didn't last forever. I just didn't know when it dropped off. Interesting. I would have thought they would have made it through an entire season, but I guess they figured by the season two finale, you new if you don't know where we're at by now yeah you've missed the train i'm sorry yeah yeah, this this is um this is a nifty opening little victory party at the beach and so xander is cold and he also isn't super jazzed about the swim team and i like how cordelia disagrees here this is my first cordelia (laughs) quote of the episode she says well, all I know is my cheerleading squad wasted a lot of pep on losers. It's about time our school excelled at something. And I think that there is a accurate note in there that certain sports get a lot of weights and they get a lot of the, you know, like cultural buy-in and stuff. And Absolutely. I have one sport specifically in mind. And at our high school, that sports team sucked. And there they were some- so much. There is literally- not a football team anymore because it's not there anymore still as far as i know it hasn't come back but that's you're right it may have come back but like literally it was such a self-perpetuating cycle because they lost so much the overall community lost faith in their ability to win and then people interested in joining a losing team you know dwindled (laughs) To yeah. the fact that to the to the point where they couldn't get people to sign up to try out for the team, which is yeah, just so yikes. sad. It's it's so sad. I mean, yes, you don't really need a football team to have a high school, but I don't know. There's something so, I don't know. There's something so sad about that. Well, we did have a very excellent. We did well math-a- in other sports. Mathathon. And we did I well think in that, other physical activities as well. And we would. I I think I think they could use some cheering. So. Cordelia, yeah, I mean, if, you wanna, if you want to cheer for a for a winning team, Centennial High School's mathathon, whatever the Brainies do, do it. Math decathlon. Oh wait, no, that's East High. 
<laughs> no, they, I mean, when we were in high school, lacrosse was really big. But again, that's not a uh, sport that you cheer for. Um, our women's field hockey was, did really well. Our golf team did really well. Soccer, both men and women, usually the women more so than the men. Uh, boys, really, let's be honest. Basketball, one year we got all the way to the playoffs, which was very impressive. So we had other things. It just was not, it was not football. It was not the thing. Well, I agree with Cordelia here. Okay, keep going on. I do, I do. I, you know, it's, it is always better to have a winning team regardless of the sport. So Buffy is kind of staring out at the ocean and one of the guys who we will learn is one of the swim team comes over and starts this deep talk about the ocean and majesty or whatever and Ew, I'm not buying this dude's Blech. deep shit for a minute. Yeah, red flags right oh, away. Instant God. ick. Instant ick. I, I, in a lot of my notes for this episode, I hadn't, this is always one of the ones that I gloss over in all of the watch throughs. So I really have not seen this in a long time. And at first he came over and she was looking pensively and, and he was being like assertive but respectful and he's a cutie. So I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then and then he starts saying really cringy stuff about the ocean. I'm like, okay, I'm yep. over you. This yep. is over you're weird. It. Yep. I liked it for a millisecond. And then I have, hey, that dude. He ends up pretty successful actor. Um, the guy who plays Gage, I wanna attempt his last name again. Uh he is portrayed by the actor Wentworth Miller. Good thing he's a famous actor because uh, Wentworth, wow. Um, <laughs> I guarantee that's not what he goes by in day-to-day -day conversation. Uh, but he was he was the star of Prison Break, the TV show yep. that I never watched, but I remember seeing commercials for it for many years. So I think it did well. I think he went, obviously he did other stuff than that, but that was the thing. Growing up, I knew I knew he was in. I saw in the trivia too. This was one I didn't watch Prison Break either. I just listened to episode four again of our podcast where you and Jordan make fun of me for not having watching not having watched any TV shows ever other than Buffy. <laughs> and Prison Break is one of them that I didn't watch. But in this trivia, I saw that this was one of those that he. It was like one of his first big, one of his first breakout roles. Yeah, there's someone someone else very famous we see later. Uh, so. Buffy ends up walking away from deep ocean dude because she sees Jonathan is having his head repeatedly dunked by the swimmers. It's some sort of initiation, faux initiation. It's like he's ever going to really make the team. Uh, and then Jonathan bites back at Buffy that he had it handled. And I just wrote, wow, Jonathan certainly didn't look like you had it handled. Yeah, we, we're seeing that same macho man thing that we saw from Xander at one point when Buffy saved him from yeah, being the black beat up or something. Cowardice is forever or whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. Just let, let the strong woman save you, okay? There's no shame in it. Yeah. It's just, really, you were gasping for air. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, you were being dunked into ice water. Yeah. Excuse me yeah. for living. So uh. Dodd and Gage, so the bully and the engage the um are they walk away and they're walking on the beach and um suddenly there's this really horrible smell which mm -hmm. is gonna come at this kind of script we're gonna follow this and there's a really 
um, horrible tearing noise and you're like, oh, what happened? And then and then Gage sees that um, th there's just a carcass there of Dodd's body. And then the viewers see some sort of monster walking away into a sewer tunnel. Yep. I wrote, ew, LOL, skin suit. Yeah. Yeah. All I have to say about that. Gross. Okay, so our next scene, Willow is still teaching. She seems yep. like such a kind teacher. I really hope Willow is getting some money for all this teaching, or at least credit, like some kind of Uber side internship college credit. Yeah, we're going to demand some sort of compensation here for sure. Again, I doubt it, but yeah, he's asking her to finish. Snyder asks her to finish out the semester or the yeah. school year. That, and it's that already the, been at least a couple months that she's been teaching. That's a substantial time investment. Yeah. And yeah. Willow said yes, and I bet she'll crush it too. Yep. She says, I wrote this down. Oh, sure. I like teaching. And Snyder says, isn't that nice? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, that asshole Gage isn't participating. And Willow is kind of talking about how, like, oh, that's funny. I just got to my note where... I also wrote, quote, I hope she's getting paid with two exclamation points. That's funny, Ali, same wavelength. Great minds, great minds. Yeah, so Gage is apparently being a real shithead and Snyder just doesn't care. And he, he Snyder says about Gage, I think we need to cut him some slack. And Yeah, hey, Nick, what do we think of athletes sliding through classes? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous. Yeah, for... Yeah, high school swim team. Oh, my God. Maybe I am just biased against sports, but this is ridiculous. I never had it easy on me at all when I was in tech week for three shows at once, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically just biased against anyone just sliding through. And I try to give a little le leeway because not everyone was as academically climbed as I was because I never had to be like forced to turn in my assignments like I just that just never seemed like an option that was on the table to just not turn something in that was always just so odd to me if like when I knew people who I was just like you just didn't do the your assignment you just you just didn't do it uh, but just literally interfering and telling the teacher basically just like give him a passing grade yeah just, I like I like giving any student who is going through something, whether it's sports or life or what have you, we will give other humans grace, you know, right. we'll be like flexible, but straight up yeah. lying. Like extending a deadline if you knew that they were practicing really hard for, you know, the upcoming finals or something like that. Ex like extending a deadline or giving a little extra leeway. Yeah, but yep. he's straight up like, what was yeah, he doing? Yeah, change in his grade. Yeah, yeah. Not he he was, playing solitaire. That's what he was saying. That's yeah. what he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So it's just oh, with with I knew there was some some kind of nudity involved. Yeah, with naked chicks on the back of the cards. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's and that's totally and I want to. I, I want to be super clear here about Snyder's words because I wrote them down and it's going to come up in a hot second. Willow says, you're asking me to change his grade. And Snyder says, I never said any such thing. All I'm suggesting is that you recheck your figures and I think you'll find a grade more fitting of an athlete like Gage's stature. 
which is asking her to change his grade. That yes. is... Yes, 100%. Just, be, just because you said, I never said any such thing, you then said such thing. Yep, yep. I rolled I rolled my eyes so many times during this episode. They started to hurt. Like, ugh. So, so much grossness. Just so... Well. So then outside, moving on, mm-hmm. Willow is catching up with Xander or Cordelia and <laughs> Willow... Willow is like, yeah, Snyder didn't actually tell me to change to change Gage's grade. Gage, what a weird name. Gage's grade. And yes, he did. That's yep. exactly what he said to do. That's exactly what he said. Um, so they're talking about so Cordelia is kind of defending the status of the swim team. And is it Xander? See, either Xander or Willow says, "What about?" Th- oh, it's it's Xander who says, "What about that nutty all men are created equal thing?" And she says, "Propaganda spouted by the ugly and less deserving." <laughs> <laughs> she and um, maybe this is just me being ready to defend Cordelia through anything, but she does point out She's some problematic parts of really. Uh, uh, yeah, she points out some problematic parts of people held up in American history, like Jefferson. Um, there's another interesting uh, trivia bit here. So, is the, the, like, will like they're sparring back and forth. Like, somebody's like, "Oh, what about Jefferson?" And Cordelia says, "Kept slaves, uh, kept slaves." Remember, and that that li- Cordelia's line is dubbed there the you, and you can see, if you're paying attention to it you can see her what she's saying doesn't match up with her mouth the oh. script says like she's talking about Jefferson in the script the line in the script is kept slaves got any more but the dub is kept slaves remember and i think that it's because kept slaves got any more like she's asking like do you have any more things to push back on but it like right. It sounds like she's saying kept slaves got like does he still have like yeah it's in, if you go back and watch you can there's like, clearly doesn't match up at all wow yeah I definitely didn't pick on pick up on that uh, but also fantastic clapback from Cordelia as always not only is she right but she has the receipts and this I actually do love this theme she keeps coming back with like some people are better than others like status is a thing. Yes, we would all love to live in this like happy utopia where everyone's treated fairly and equal, but that's not the world we live in. Pretty people, you know, popular people get treated better, and that's just the way it is. And she's uh, not wrong, as always. She's not wrong. So she isn't. She isn't wrong about. Yeah, I feel like there is. Some, you can acknowledge a reality, and then you can defend a reality, and she's definitely defending bending yeah yeah there is that there is that but she's right and again she cordelia is once again proving that she is more bookish than she would let on because she knew what was wrong with these historical figures 100 percent um so the next are we ready to go to the car incident yeah and just before that xander's like jealous that buffy is spending time with Cam is his name. Again, rolling eyes. Yeah. Um Yeah, so they're in the car. I just wrote incoherent screaming. <laughs> just... 
I yeah, he's just in the most condescending way, talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. I've been on dates like that where the dude just talks and talks and talk and and just in like friendships too, where it's like, oh sure. my god. I'm and I'm pretty I, I guarantee people have thought that about me. Like I didn't get a word in edgewise. And I'm like, mm, yep, that's probably true. I'm sure I've done that too. But you wouldn't do it with like a new friend. Certainly not on a first date. You would be on your best behavior. Or not like first date, but like with I somebody like you were interested that. in, you would be on your best behavior. I think so. <laughs> I guess you could you could ask Hayden how I was on our first date. I bet you would be. Anyways, Cam is undoubtedly insufferable and, yeah. and I and also, could relate to what Bobby was going through. Stuff. He's also going on and on about not interesting stuff. Yeah. So, and she's also clearly not giving him any kind of encouragement. She's like, if you looked at her face for a millisecond, you would see that she's clearly not loving everything you're saying. And then the whole rapey bit where. Yeah, he, he gets toxic real fast. Real fast. And you very quickly learn because he said she, she specifically says like, thank you for like, you know, not pressuring me or whatever. And then in like the next millisecond, he's like trying to get her to do stuff. Yep. Like what? But that. So and so very clearly it was all a game. He was playing the nice guy to get into her pants. And he very deservedly gets his nose broken. And then I have more screaming at everything that happens in the nurse's office. Oh my god! Of, of course, dress more appropriately. Um, and and Gage saying, or not Gage, Cam being like, she just freaked out and went totally schizo. Yeah, I remember when that was just like a synonym for crazy. Yeah, we would just right. say schizo. Yeah, right. Not right. cool. Not cool people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. First she leads me on, then she goes schizo on me. Let's let can we start the list of the ways in which that is not only just a lie, yeah. but also just like really rude and people I'm not sad to see turn into a skin suit. Right. Look at the way she dresses. And then the coach too says something. They yeah, just you all noted pile the line. On. Dress more appropriately. Yeah. So I this is my first question for Allie of the episode. I think that my future questions are a little happier. What was was this type of double standard so prevalent in our high school? I mean, they're playing it up, obviously, but people say obviously. shit like that. Like they women get blamed all the fucking time for le quote leading people on when they're wearing clothes. Like, was this type of ridiculousness? So, did this happen in our high school? I did not experience any of this firsthand. Um, I know that our dress code of contact, conduct was definitely unfair. Um, no one, like, getting sent home for spaghetti straps or anything like that. I know I certainly wasn't because my mom wouldn't have let me out of the house. She was very aware of the dress code. Um, so, yeah, I can't think of any any direct examples from our high school experience i'm sure it was happening same as like i never personally saw anyone you know getting a swirly or you know getting wedgies or anything like that but i guarantee there was bullying happy happening i just can't share any stories yeah well gross i hate it yep. let's burn that system down 
Oh yeah. I love, this is what I love about, um, our, the, I guess, Gen Z, Gen Z's and, um, the, after us, the Zoomers, they're just like, so fighting the power. It's amazing. Just all the yeah, protests no against, yeah. against unequal, uh, dress codes and being, you know, when they're sent home and all this stuff of like, well, so you're valuing the boys' education over mine. Oh, it's just all, it's all awful. It's all disgusting. Um, it makes me not look forward to having children. And I, yeah. It's, My younger sibling, Scout, texted me one day, probably a couple of years ago at this point, And they were like, How many years younger is Scout? Uh, have, what was your question? How many years younger is Scout? What grade are they in now? Scout or, is are they, in, They're in college by now, right? No, Scout's a senior in high school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they both grow up so slowly and so quickly. Yeah. They're, yeah, like at the same time, they are older and younger than I would have thought. Okay, so sorry, I interrupted your, your story. Scout texted me, I think it was like pre-COVID. I don't remember. Anyways, they were like, hi, I think I'm going to do this climate justice walkout at school. Do you think mom is going to be mad? And I was like, (laughs) first of all, nice. Second of all, no. Third of all, if mom is, I'll talk to her. Yeah. Do it. I I don't know what. My parents would have been down for a walkout. Like my. Oh, no, 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 no. This was the one. It wasn't about climate justice. I found out about the climate justice one later on. This was about gun violence in schools. Yeah, uh, because I was like, I was like, mother would cheer there you were a, in there walking There were a lot of that. walkouts, let's be honest. <laughs> but good on them for doing it. Yeah, gun, man. Gun violence is a good one. Um, okay, so Buffy is in the library kind of venting about the bullshit that just happened. Yeah. And the others are not. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I need y'all to validate her. I don't get yeah. this non-reaction. She is, vent, like you said, she's venting about everything that just happened, the way they all reacted, and they're all just staring at her. Now, I know that we, we find out in, a, in like just a second that they all know about the monster and the skin suits and whatever. So clearly they have something more important to talk about. But they're they're all... It's very like, wow, that's a lot. Tell me how you really feel kind of stares, which I hate that phrase as as a rule. Like it belittles you for expressing your feelings. We're not about that. Bad yeah. energy. But yeah, yeah, I was so pissed off at the Scoobies in that moment because she is yeah, literally she talking about her harassed. sexual harassment and yeah. the non-acknowledgement and again, belittlement and chastisement from these other males. And they're all just staring at her. Expected better from all of them. Do better. Do do so, so, so much better. So they report out that Dodd's body was found at the beach. Yeah. And Giles is asking, uh, G- Giles says that Snyder um, has asked everybody to keep it quiet because he doesn't want attention taken away from the swim team. Yep. Um, and I don't remember what, what spurred this, but Buffy says... Any demons with high cholesterol? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, because, yeah, yeah. because eat it, not eating the skin. Um, so she says, any demons with high cholesterol? And then Giles just kind of looks at her and she says, you're going to think about that later, mister, mister, and you're going to laugh. <laughs> and me and you just laughed about it together. We enjoyed it, that Buffy. Was, 
we comedy have gold. Back. It was. That was great. That was, and I really do hope he laughed about it later because you got to laugh about things, Giles. You just do. So douche canoe cam is in the steam room. Um, enjoy your sauna or whatever. Whatever. And I get so the coach comes in. There's kind of ominous music and ominous shadow, and the coach is like, "Okay, you're done. Go take a shower." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then Zan is so I guess Cam gets together and leaves, and Xander at the same time is headed to the vending machine. I have a note here that Xander has the most awful baggy pants on, and I hate them. Oh, yeah. The 90s boys fashion was so bad. Everything was so oversized. Now, I I mean, we didn't need the overcorrection of ultra skinny jeans, but it definitely did need to be corrected. Yeah, and thankfully it did. And we see Xander looking a lot better later on in this episode. 100%. He, Xander runs into Cam and Cam is kind of a dick about it. But Xander here, for all the slander I have about this episode, I I don't have Xander slander here. I love it. Uh, You go. He says, man, I love it when you guys mess mess with her. Same, Xan. Same. Yeah. And he's genuinely recognizing that Buffy's a badass and it is great. Yes. And just, I do, I do love every time someone tries, they they fuck around and they absolutely find out. And they find out. Um, Cam has a really weird flex here. Cam is going to the cafeteria and Xander's like, oh, sorry, it's closed. And Cam kind of gets all proud and he's like, oh, it's not closed to me. And that's it. The cafeteria food is not that good. So go enjoy it, I true, guess. True. Really, really weird. But all right, whatever. That's a good point. I didn't. I definitely didn't think of it that way. You're really cool, man. You yeah. can go to the cafeteria. Off I mean, hours. I guess a privilege is a privilege. I get. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and then uh, we kind of follow the same script as before, where there's a horrible smell and a really horrible mangled screaming sound, and Xander turns around and is met with ugly fish demon and Cam's remains. Yep. Yep. Uh. So. Xander is back with the Scoobies, and he was clearly describing what he saw to Cordelia, who's not a bad artist. I had that note, too. She did a pretty good job. She did a good job. I mean, when he's describing everything, he could have just said, you know the creature from the Black Lagoon? That's that's what I saw. (laughs) That's that. I I think he could have just pulled up a picture on the internet, but... uh. Otherwise, she she does a good a really good job, um, but you know I don't often pull out negative comments on Cordelia, but she has a lot of uh, language sexist language in this episode. Uh, I'm glad you noted this. I she, noted it too. Yeah, she keeps making fun of Xander for quote running like a woman or run yep. like a girl, and she's like, just say it. You ran like a girl, and no, no, no. No, I'm sorry. What would you do, Cordelia, if you saw the creature from the Black Lagoon when you turned around? Hmm? I think you'd scream. You'd scream and run away. If we really wanted to break it down, too, you ran like a woman. A lot of women run really, really, really fast. Right. Yeah. Buffy's a woman. I would love to run like Buffy. Like, they've they've run long distances with children on their backs. And what does that mean? Mm -hmm. That's a stupid insult. Yep. And she just keeps 
keeps poking and picking on him. No, 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 no. Not cool. Good. I agree. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my little concession is the clearly we've talked about this before that somehow something about the fighting is clearly their thing. Cordelia and Xander get off on poking at each other. So I love bickering. Yeah. But if you're going to bicker and you're going to poke fun at your boyfriend, don't make it sexist. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We got it. We got to stay funny in here. Other ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Willow comes in and confirms that Cam and Dodd, the two who have died at this point, were the best swimmers. And they kind of put together that Gage is likely to be next. Yep. Yep. Cordelia has a funny line. She says, God, this is so sad. We're never going to win the state championship. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty classic. Um, so they decide that a likely suspect is Jonathan because he was being heavily bullied by the swim team. And I love this. Willow gets so excited to interrogate him. Uh, she's, I don't know, she really enjoys it. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we see this with a few different, with a couple of different characters in this episode. Yeah, Willow gets really into interrogating. Good, good for her. She says, "I'll crack him like an egg." <laughs> yeah, I think maybe in another timeline, she ends up working at Quantico or something like that. <laughs> like if she doesn't, if she didn't go, maybe if she like didn't get close with Miss Calendar and end up looking at spells and stuff like that. Like if she had kept down the computer science lane. Uh, I could see that. Whatever she did, she'd be the best at it. I know. Oh, 100%. Um, So, and then, and then Giles says to watch Gage. Giles says Buffy needs to watch Gage. Yes. So, uh, Willow goes to interrogate Jonathan. (laughs) And she does indeed crack him like an egg. And she's like, so you, you cast a spell. What I don't remember what she exactly accuses him of, but accuses him of, you know, the whole like monster stuff. And he is totally confused. And Jonathan just goes, no. I snuck in yesterday and peed in the pool, (laughs) which is like the more and more I think about it, because normally it's not a big thing. But if you were a swimmer, not just like chilling out with, you know, your head out of the pool, just playing in the pool. Like if you were a swimmer and someone had peed in the pool, it's really funny. And it's also just just the level of petty and like rule breaking enough yeah, it's funny. I yeah. love that this whole scene is being played out to Willow's interrogating him and she's wearing a shirt that has pastries on it. And it's just <laughs> so cute. Yep. That's how she that's how she does it. She lulls you into a full sense of security. And then she comes at you. You at one point made a comparison, uh, Willow and our friend Caitlin. And the more I think about it, the more I think that is pretty spot on. Oh, had you never like made that connection before? I don't think I had, no. I've always gotten Willow vibes from Caitlin. No, it makes total sense, though. Yeah. yeah, it only makes it only continues to make more and more sense. And Caitlin, when you listen to this episode, I do hope you take that as the highest ah. compliment possible. I, I really hope when, you, you imp- appreciate the full extent of that compliment. Because we're obsessed with Willow. 100%. So Snyder and the coach are talking, and Snyder so does not give a shit about anybody dying. He just wants to win. Yep. He and says, the coach is concerned. Go ahead. <laughs> Snyder says, no two finer boys than Cameron and that other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and Xander kind of overhears the coach as the coach is talking about how he doesn't have enough people to keep up with the team. So yep. we'll see what happens there. Xander sees an opportunity. So now oh, we see um, Buffy stalking Ga- uh, Gage. Mm-hmm. Um, right before this, he was in some student lounge playing a... My dog just coughed. That was disgusting. We Gage is in some lounge playing some way old school Game Boy that I for sure had. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, have a the, Game Boy until Game Boy Color. I had the old school gray one. Yep. Nice. Uh, subtlety, not Buffy's strong suit. No. She does no, a really, creeping... really bad job of tailing Gage. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, they're at the bronze too. And yeah, she's not doing so great being subtle. Yep. Yeah. So then Gage confronts her and then ends up stalking out of the bronze where he runs into Angel and I just wrote oh no somebody help him yeah right before at the line that he says right before he stalks outside he says Cam told me about your games go find someone else to harass and I wrote okay fucker then die bye I roll just ugh I roll yeah so whatever fucking die I don't care <laughs> Um, so yeah, Ga- Gage with Angel is being mad misogynistic and Angel's totally playing along and, um, Angel says, someone needs to knock her down a few notches mm-hmm. and Gage says, do you have anyone in mind? Just totally condoning violence. Yep. Well, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have to. Because knock her knock down, a, down peg. a few notches doesn't mean doesn't physical. necessarily mean with violence. You're Angel right. clearly means with violence, but that's not necessarily what Gage means. But whatever. So Buffy comes out to chase him away, and she pulls one of her hair chopsticks out, and I was like, "Oh, love that! Resourceful. It's a great way to like <laughs> always have a steak on you." Um, yeah, those are really big. The hair chopsticks. I definitely you had used a to pair. have some. I remember that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Got them from Claire's. <laughs> For all I know, I still have them somewhere. <laughs> um, so Angel goes to bite Gage, and Gage evidently doesn't taste good, and Buffy kind of scares him away, and um, Gage uh, changes his tune about Buffy. And he says to her, walk me home? No. No. You get nothing. You can walk yourself home, buddy. Yep. Yeah. can fuck around and find out like everybody else. Yeah, I really, really did not like this this total flip switch. Switch flip. Whatever. As soon as she was useful to him, yeah. And him just like really weirdly simping the next day at tryouts and like literally stopping in the middle of the lane to like pop up and wave at her. Just ugh, ugh. Yeah. So I, they're clearly trying to make us feel differently about him. Like they're clearly trying to make us be like, Oh, he's not such a bad guy after all. Nope. But yeah, this image rehab that happens in a quarter of a scene nope. doesn't fly with me. No, I personally don't, think it's successful if that's what they were trying to do or maybe it's trying to show how fickle men are which you know fair uh shakespeare wrote about it quite often um but yeah i mm. don't feel 
loss. No, no, no sadness, no empathy or whatever for Gage. Absolutely not. Yep. But so they're at the pool for tryouts. You good? Oh, yeah. I. This is a great scene. Yeah. Um, so someone mentions something about this, the smell of, of pool or whatever, and I was, or the smell of chlorine, or I guess vampires don't love the taste of chlorine, whatever. Um, and I was like, but I actually do really love the smell of an indoor pool. Like, I don't know if, if you remember going to Splashdown, but there was something I just, I really enjoyed about the smell. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's kind of chlorine, kind of bleach. And maybe, maybe it is just like pure nostalgia, but I always liked the smell. Yeah, do I like it because it genuinely smells good or do I like it because I'm like a kid again? Hmm. My guess would hmm. be like if you had a candle, I probably wouldn't want it. But I because, you know, when you smell that smell here. It's a little humid too when you get yeah. it too and it's nice and warm. Yeah. And, yeah. And you can hear that like echo of kids. I don't think playing. it's weird. I don't think we're weird. No, 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 no. I don't think it's weird. Um, well, so they're debriefing about how uh, Buffy, Willow, and Cordelia are debriefing about how Angel didn't like Gage's blood. And Buffy, mm-hmm. we have some Buffy brilliance here happening. She's like, mm, maybe it's steroids. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about how it would explain all the behavioral changes and yep. the winning streak. And they can't find anything about a sea demon. And um, yeah. Yeah, I'm still really not clear on how the coach made all that happen but we'll touch back on that later i love cordelia's reaction to when xander comes out it's so cute (laughs) oh so lustful yeah yep yeah i and especially for all of the shit that she gives him i love her getting like a little flustered Oh yeah, and then of course yeah. you know once once he's seen, he turns right back into Xander and you know covers himself up and whatever. But for a moment, he he is Mister Stud Muffin, uh, and he's looking good. Come on, Xander, don't hi- come on. Yeah, go rock it, rock what, rock what the good Lord gave you. Okay. Yep. Do it. Yeah, some some of that TV logic because. Based on what we know of Xander, there is no way he would have that kind of definition. But, you know, TV magic. (laughs) That's okay. Yay, TV magic. (laughs) So Xander has evidently joined the team so that he can keep an eye on Gage and everybody when Buddy or when Buffy can't. Which is a smart move. And he does. He is the one who ends up breaking this case. Oh, and just as Xander is looking really sexy and Cordelia is looking all lustfully at him. He does a really terrible dive, which is funny to me. Yep. Um, so afterwards, they're in the steam room and Xander's making the worst kind of small talk. But that's okay, Xander. I also didn't know how to interact with men my age when I was in high school. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what sauna, uh, steam room etiquette. Have you ever been in a steam room? No. I don't, I don't think I have, actually. I don't like it. I went into one for the first time. Um, the hotel that we stayed at for our wedding. Oh, had, I have been in. I, I I've loved it. I've been in a sauna. I've oh. been in a sauna. I thought they were the same, same thing. thing as a steam room. No. Oh, interesting. What's it? Yeah. Really? Okay. So it's it's something with the heating element and just oh. like like the air. So the sauna is like a dry heat, but the steam room, it's just it's just different. Um, so like, again, splashdown, 
if you ever like went to the to the sauna after you showered off before you went home uh yeah the sauna lovely love it steam room wasn't my favorite it was it was kind of suffocating we were just talking about before we started recording uh resorts staying at resorts yeah. the all-inclusive resort i stayed at had this spa experience thing and you did both a but hearing you say the dry heat and the like steam heat made me they part of their experience was you did both of them mm-hmm. and i loved them both yeah so sign me up steam room sauna <laughs> whatever make it ridiculously hot i'm cold all the time so yeah true yeah as i as i sit kind of freezing in my in my house with my blanket on my lap uh a steam room or sauna both sound really lovely right now so Buffy's in the halls waiting for Gage and Xander comes out and he says, you got to love this undercover deal. 20 minutes in a hot room with a bunch of sweaty guys. <laughs> and this theory that we've had before that they were leaving it open that maybe Xander's going to explore his identity a little more. You know, that line delivered differently hmm. could have, uh, I could, I, I, if they, I, I could have seen it happening. Hmm. I I sort of saw it as him just being confident and like being able to play, being playful about it. I never thought of him exploring identity, sexuality. I think by I think they like um, this line was delivered in such a way that he was just make like he was just being fun. But I think that you could deliver that same line in a way. That was yeah. It was a little starting... more yeah. Like you found it a little more titillating rather than yeah, yeah. just like humorous. Um, I love what he says. So he Buffy's clearly waiting for Gage, and Xander says, "But it's not the." Uh, he's putting on his shoes or whatever, getting dressed, and Xander says, "But it's not the Velcro kind." So give him an extra couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he was calling Gage stupid. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he was. And as you know, see earlier comments about not giving a fuck about him and his feelings. Uh yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and Buffy ends up once again uh saving someone's ass. And I just wrote, These ass hats are fucking lucky to have Buffy. They don't deserve her. Yeah. Yeah. So we see Gage kind of finishing up and that same script plays out smell something horrible and we hear a scream and Buffy starts to save Gage and then it turns out that Ga- like Gage actually becomes the sea demon and that's yep. when she learns. Sheds and Buffy, skin. 1,000%. Yeah, they don't deserve her. Yep. Theme song alert. The His hand peeling, him watching his hand. Oh, you're right. Yells. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So... Buffy's a little I think she gets scraped or something and she gets patched up at the nurses and Giles is there too. the coach is there the nurse is there and Giles kind of presses the coach um, about if he knows or knew that the boys were taking anything and the coach says maybe I was afraid to Mm. meaning like yeah, 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 yeah. Figure yeah, out yeah. if they were taking something. Right. Yeah. Turns out kind of, uh, you're a big fucking liar. Plausible deniability. But yeah, a big fucking liar. Uh, douche on all accounts, just awful in every way, shape, or form. Um, so 
again, the Scoobies are kind of talking about the elitism of athletes and stuff like that. And I think it's Xander who says, sure, the discus throws got all the best seats at all the crucifixions. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really funny. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, so Buffy gives the marching orders to Xander to figure out how the guys are getting the drugs and Buffy is going to go with Giles with the Trank gun to get a fish demon. Um, I'm not totally clear why they're going to, why they're tranking the deep, like, do they think that they can turn it back? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I think, I think it probably has to do some a bit with like the psychology of they know that these were once regular humans Hmm. like i Mm -hmm. think if if it was just an all-out demon they'd be like yeah fuck them up but i think Mm -hmm. because they know that i was students i don't don't know what they think they could do to put them back in their skin suits uh i don't know what time turner magic they think they're gonna do right yeah but i I think maybe it might just be sort of the like, well, we know that they used to be human. So Yeah, that makes sense. And it's not like they're werewolves or werefishes where they're gonna turn back into humans. uh, Seeing the Trank gun too made me think of our werewolf friends. Mm -hmm. Where is and where has Oz been? Fabulous question. Um he has been not around nearly enough. That's that's my answer. Cool. Yeah, sounds yep. good to me. Uh, again, you know, I don't like to second guess Buffy's decisions very often, but she is in white boots for this sewer <laughs> excursion. <laughs> I didn't notice and that. And Giles so is just in his suit and loafers, <laughs> and they're splashing through sewers. Yeah, guys, it's gross in there. Don't do that. Like, not even an attempt to, like, put plastic bags over your shoes or, <laughs> or you know, some kind of, like, rain boot boot type situation. No, she's in white boots. Girla. Girla. I think we found the audiogram clip for this episode. <laughs> white. She's boots. in white boots. <laughs> Gotta enunciate. Adds to the comedy. Uh, so then <laughs> we're, we're back in the steam room. Yep. And in all caps, I wrote, and oh my God, Shane West. I know, right? Ah! I know I haven't seen many movies, but I have seen A Walk to Remember. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, if A Walk to Remember weren't enough, he is also in the, I don't know if it even ranks cult classic, because sometimes it really seems like Asha and I are the only people in the world who have seen this movie. But there was this movie, an early 2000s rom-com thing, that was called Get Over It. And the high school, there's like love triangle, la la la. And the high school puts on a Midsummer Night's Rockin' Eve. And Shane West <laughs> plays the bad guy. And it is amazing. <laughs> he was also I, in uh, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which did not do well, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was Wait, fun. who was he in A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I like that movie. I think his- He was in it? Yeah, he's the like sharpshooter. I think oh, because I, I haven't of watched. Them are, like, I haven't famous thought of that movie like in Captain years. Captain Nemo and stuff like that. And I think he's Billy the Kid or something like that. He's some nice. like, Western ace shoot kind of thing. Yeah, it's fun. Death it's fun. I'm not saying I can't depend it on all fronts, but it is a fun, enjoyable movie. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to 
um, see him. And he says, and what is his name? Shane West. West is the one who tells Xander that the steroids are uh, in the steam. It's in the steam, bruh. Um, oh, also, speaking of um, known actors, the nurse was also a lead on Two and a Half Men. Didn't know that either. Yep. We're going to plug that movie that you and Asha like on social media. We should, because it stars Kirsten Dunst, and I love it. I sang it I a Kirsten lot Dunst. when I got cast in Midsummer Night's Dream for the first time, because I played Hermia, and one of the songs that we see in the movie is it's called Hermia, and it's it's wonderful. I freaking love it. <laughs> you can probably find it for free somewhere. Chime in, listeners. Let us know if you've seen it. Yep. Okay, so the nurse and the coach are in the pool area having a heated discussion, and the nurse talks about how the coach has to stop. She talks about the, quote, poor children. And so, okay, so evidently the nurse is in on this, and the coach says, we got no room for quitters on this team. Yep. Um, what? So the coach doesn't have a real motivation to be doing this because high school sports don't matter, but he has <laughs> more motivation. Like, what motivation does the nurse have for participating in this i don't I understand this, like i can kind I of see it with the coach just the overall school spirit got it yeah i don't think she has any more motive than the coach i it sounds like yeah. it's the same thing or maybe she initially got into it for the benefit of the kids like trying to keep them safe maybe she thought she could help because here's the thing is oh she could help when like he, when he's medic, having when yeah. the coach is like monologuing to Buffy about I think the Russians started this experiment or whatever the Soviets and, yeah the yeah, Soviets Soviet Union and that's my next note is I'm supposed to believe this guy cracked the gene splicing code or whatever you'll have to imagine my cocked eyebrow listener that the yeah that the international massive government right this Soviet this couldn't crack it coach this coach could did yeah i had that same note i thought i was afraid i was being too nitpicky no, but yeah no, it yeah you're totally it right. really doesn't track uh um, doesn't make any fucking sense yeah so maybe she was just an accomplice and like you know when she originally started helping she thought it was mostly gonna be just like steroidy type stuff and she was kind of that like if you're gonna do it at least do it under supervision. And then it got out of hand and they started turning it into monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That helps me. I could see it. it still doesn't make sense. But no, it, it still doesn't it make did. sense how the monsters yeah. happened in general. <laughs> but it kind of justifies how she justified it. Um I also well, wrote and the coach is a big old dick about it and pushes her, pushes the nurse into the sewer and yep. the sea demons eat her. Yep. And I wrote, This coach has serious Me Too trial energy. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. What did I? No, I don't think I wrote it. Yeah. I definitely had a, just a big thought of like, this guy is just raising a team full of future rapists. Yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah. Um, and then when they find the nurse's body, she does not look fed on. She looks stabbed. Oh, when they see her like floating in the, don't they just see like a hand floating in the? No, they see her body. You're... She's back. She's face down oh, in right. the water, and she's got like yeah, you're right. blood spots on her body. Yes, but 
Yeah. Her clothes don't look ripped. Yeah, this episode, this is a bad episode. It was, it's, it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a, it kind yeah. of feels like it was maybe a little bit rushed. Like they needed a certain number of episodes in the season. They were like, shit, we need 22. Damn it. Yeah. We have 21 quickly. Yeah. Xander needs an episode. Right. Yeah. He hasn't had one in a while. Or we need, we need that, like, bring it back to zero so we can notch off the tension for the fi- finale. Oh, true. Because they did That's this. They too. did this uh, last season too. Because right before we have like all stuff that deals with out the of main sight, story, out of mind. yeah, and then we have out of sight, yeah. out of mind, and then we have the finale. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, Buffy's not the first to do that kind of structure. Again, not entirely sure why they do it, but clearly it's a thing. I don't know who yep. taught that screenwriting class, uh, but they all took it. Well, I hope that that person gets eaten by fish demons yeah because anyways yep yep that's insightful ali thanks for helping me relate to this episode a little differently no problem it's what i'm here for uh what i'm especially here for is this speech of cordelia's are we there yet when uh so we're almost there um but uh but in the pool area you mean Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Yeah, yeah, I think we have a little bit. So they're back in the library. I have a note that Xander's in a pretty hideous button down. um, And they're like worried about how um, Xander's worried. He's like, oh, shit, I've been taking these steroids. What's going to happen to me? And they're kind of like, okay, like Giles says he's going to work on an antidote. Willow says that she's going to go interrogate the nurse. Mm -hmm. And this is another really funny Willow moment. Um Somebody says, you're really getting into this interrogation thing. And Willow <laughs> says, the trick is not to leave any marks. <laughs> I love um, it. I, lo- I love. I do love Willow in this episode. And yeah, that just also, Giles finding an antidote. An antidote to what? An antidote to what? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, just find an antidote. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Giles, are you a, do you mean moonlight as a biochemist? Like, at- Right. Whatever, basement, move on. Did you also figure out something that the Soviet Union couldn't? Obviously, obviously. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so then Cordelia is waiting for Xander. She's on the bleachers in the pool and she sees one of the fish demons jump into the pool and start swimming, which weird, I guess. Like they just come out and start running laps, whatever. Um... (laughs) But she has she assumes that it's Xander and she has this really lovely heartfelt speech about, uh, you know, whatever you need, I'll, you know, I can get you bath toys. She's, <gasps> I, I understand if you want to see other fish like, yeah. oh, my God, this whole speech is so wonderful. Like, wow, she really cares about Xander and like, hun, I don't know if I ever if I will ever love anybody that much. Like if yeah. if Hayden turned into a big fish monster, we're done. <laughs> you know, I don't think any kind of uh, marriage vows would, in, you know, would bind anybody to that kind of situation. I don't know how would you how would you feel if Paul turned into a big fish monster? You know, I will support Paul through most things, <laughs> and I think I agree with you that if he if a if a fish demon emerges from inside of him Mm -hmm. i don't think i think that that might be 
the end of our relationship. I think so. This I this was one of those Cordelia monologues where I started typing and I wanted to just type everything that she and I had to stop oh. eventually. It really is gold. such a gold. Oh, <laughs> it's just so wonderful. So lovely. And then Sandra's like, who is she talking to? Uh, I love it. I, I yeah, I love this. Um, so next. Super cute. Yeah. And they run away, thankfully. Thankfully, they make it away. Uh, so library. We skipped over one where Buffy interrogates the coach. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point, like this is when he says that the drugs are from the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah. It's really yeah. confusing to me. But like he points a gun at Buffy at one point, too, and talks about school spirit. And like, yikes, he pushes her into the hole and says something really gross, sexual, salty. Um, but yeah. oh yeah, talk about yeah, his, how his boy, how his boys need have other needs too. They've already eaten, but they have other needs. Uh, bleh, bleh. Yeah, you're fucking disgusting, gross. dude. Also, kind of gross on the writers. Like I know he's the villain and stuff, and like villains are supposed to be gross, but ugh. We didn't have to take it that far. Maybe not. Maybe not. Like we kind of we get the point that he's gross. Like we didn't need to implicate demon sexual assault. Yeah. Like we're good, yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a bridge too far. Uh, so we're in the library and we see Giles shepherding the swim team into the cage, that ever helpful cage. Um, <laughs> what exactly do we think Giles said to them? <laughs> I had not thought about that. That is a really good question. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe at this point they know about the fish monsters, and so maybe they he just like leveled with them about like uh. If you don't come with me, you're all going to turn into skin suits. You'll all be left in a pile of skin suits as well. Maybe it was just the truth. But they all walk very compliantly into that cage. Yeah, that is a really good question. And yeah, yeah, really good question. Who knows? (laughs) I guess he can be kind of convincing when he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. And Um, I mean, there is just the overall authority of a teacher. But still funny. So, uh, so it, yeah, so our swimmers are very compliant. Good for them. Love it, guys. And uh, Giles and Xander start to be concerned that Buffy isn't back yet. And yep. it's because she is in the sewer being prowled on by the fish demons. Yep, yep. So luckily, Xander shows up in the nick of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, he puts down his arm. Uh, into the hole for Buffy to, to grab his hand. Um, her jump and grab of his arm totally would have dislocated his arm. <laughs> if you just think about, I hadn't even thought about like that. That is a high jump, and we know Buffy's got a. High, we know she's got a good jump, but yeah, that would be a lot of. I mean, she's not she's not fat or anything, but like she's, that's still a whole person's weight. Yeah. Onto your, your hand in a jump, not just like a... Yeah, total dead weight, too. Yep. You were just... Yeah. 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 Mm, that's a good point, Allie. Um, but I know we have some have a lot of things that we don't love about this episode. But what I do love is that everyone gets what's coming to them. Absolutely. Obsessed with that. The only part about this... Yeah, so it's kind of tense with Xander, Buffy, and the coach. And the coach ends up falling in. And oh, no. The only the thing that I don't love about like I get that it Buffy has she's the superhero or whatever so she has to but she tries to 
save the coach and she loses the grip on him. But I was sitting watching it and I was like, no, let that dude die. Make she it more can't. painful. She really can't. I know. I just wanted him to hurt more. But I mean, right. he did. He 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 got what was coming to him. And, you know, definitely don't think Buffy lost any sleep over it. But yeah, she it's one it's just one of those rules. She can't Superhero not. has to at least try. It's like in Avengers with Thanos. Like, he's not wrong that, you know, resources would be more abundant if half the population was gone, but you still can't. Right. You're not wrong, but still no. Right. Right. Yeah. And then my last note of the episode. As long as there aren't any dogs that are, I would be ready to support Thanos a thousand percent as long as his finger snappy left dogs alone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's... I would be happy to be outnumbered by dogs. That's fine. I don't think that there's like a subsection A paragraph B thing of his Um, finger snapping thing, though. I don't know. Supposedly, you get whatever you want. So I think if he... Kind of like when you make a wish, if you wished very specifically, which is the trouble with wishes, you have to be very specific. Um, I don't know. I think he could... In his brain, go half of all living things except for dogs. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, never mind. I'm Team Thanos then. <laughs> there you go. He's got it. I have this awesome jacket from uh, her universe that has his hand and gauntlet hand, and it says, Oh snap. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. I was like, I have to have this. Uh, so I want a picture of it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. So the my last note of this whole episode is big hat tip to the F- FX team on this one. They had to make several detailed waterproof monster suits. True. It's yeah, not like any of that, that was CGI. Right. Well, except for yeah. maybe the like hand transformation thing. But I really don't think they had the, the budget. Like all of the swimming monsters at the end of the episode, I'm fairly certain those are just people in yeah, monster suits. Were... Yeah. So... Yeah, and I, yeah. I thought the monsters looked really good because we did get a number of up-close shots of the monsters. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did look good too. I don't like the monster episodes, but will recognize that they did look really good. I'm I'm just confused to that. So Giles comes up and they talk about like, they call it animal control, but the creatures are gone. And But Buffy <laughs> just knows What did you think animal that- control was going to do? Like why and and we are we are still and so at this point they have killed a nurse, they tried to kill Buffy, they viciously mangled the coach. These aren't students, guys. Like we are still stuck on this yep. thing. They're they're students and they're never gonna they they used to be. They are no those same thing that you say when he Xander said or uh Giles said in like the first episode to Xander, like that is not your friend in there. That is the demon that killed him. Like, those are not students anymore. And vampires are far more convincing. Like, you could... Right, like, they can weigh... still form words. Right. Yeah, and they have, like, memories and stuff. These are right. monsters. Yeah. yeah. No, there's there's no going back. And they're just totally not worried about... Like, there's there's this air that it's like, oh, they went home. Oh, they're free. Oh, they... That's not good. Yeah, they came out of the water once. Why would what is to why do we think they're gonna stay there? I had I had that thought too. Cause they're all just like going out into the ocean and it's like, 
Well, if what the coach says is true, that they also have sexual needs, like, they're not going to stay in the ocean You forever. should hunt them. You should find them. They're going to kill more people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God, this episode. Yeah, maybe the really intense guy from uh, from Jaws just, like, comes down and is like, oh, yeah, I heard Sunnydale has some exotic game down here. That'd be a fantastic crossover. <laughs> it's a few, that would, a few too many that decades would of separation, but maybe he had an apprentice. You know, we keep brainstorming ideas for reboots. This can be, that can be a filler episode in the reboot. Yeah. Or the, um, someone very similar or the same asshat, uh, from the werewolf episode who hunts. Were- I was just thinking about that too. Yeah. 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 What if you sicked him on the, yeah. Yeah. Put him on to the, good What use. was his name? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we both think this episode is garbage. Yeah, I, I definitely. But didn't, you're right. I definitely we can didn't find redeeming qualities. Yeah, I definitely didn't come into it with the same animosity that you have. But, and it was never a favorite in particular. But yeah, I definitely left it going. This is awful. I don't like this. Uh, this is not going to make my my list of just about anything. I just didn't remember it being. I didn't remember hating it this much. Well, we Maybe certainly we wasn't... certainly weren't. As woke to the sexual assault stuff, all the gender dynamics. Yeah. I, you know, that's certain. I could not have picked that out from this episode. Like, I knew that the coach was bad and like prioritizing winning and like his boy, the good of his boys and all that. But like, I definitely didn't remember that whole conversation in the nurse's office. And like, yeah. And I mean, she totally led me on and And then she just goes all schizo. Ugh. Yeah, there was a lot of this I did not remember. Mostly just when I think of this episode, I mostly just picture Xander in a speedo. And right. And I think, ah, not that bad of an episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely mm, more excited sometimes. for our next two episodes. Yeah, these are going to be good ones, Ali. I'm excited <laughs> for these ones. Very excited. All right, well, shall we wrap it up? I think we should thanks for sticking with us listeners yeah thank you but you know this is part of the whole experience you know learning new things we don't have to like everything you know not every show not every episode is going to be a winner and we did when we started out on this fun journey alley part of our goal was to pay attention to our reactions as we rewatched and and like kind of document how we felt a, about it along the way. So, exactly. yeah, you're right. This is part of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much, gang, for joining us on today's episode. And we hope you'll join us next time when we'll discuss Season 2, Episode 21, Becoming Part 1. It's going to be an epic couple of ones we have coming up. If you are just too excited to wait until the next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. And you can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at tabularasabpod. And uh, before I prompt Allie to hype up her own social media, I will just throw out and ask uh, for y'all amazing listeners to please leave us a rating interview wherever you listen to your podcast. I know all the podcasts you listen to ask you to do that, but um, 
I check them weekly mm-hmm. and like it is real. It really, really helps. So we would be super grateful if you would take a few minutes to do that. Allie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DaughterPick, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K, or on TikTok at Future Black Cat. And you can read about my journey as an artist and contribute monies at buymeacoffee.com slash Allie Press. That's A-L-L-I-E and press, like press a button. Uh, you can also just send me money on Venmo, Allie-Press. All of those social media handles are going to be in the description. Allie, it's a treasure as always to see your face. Lovely as always. You always brighten my day. I love you very much. I do that for a lot of people. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. Take <laughs> care, kidding. everyone. Uh, okay, until bye. next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Tabula Rasa, bitches, is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer, with music by Inflaton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra. Terra.